0: the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea we are converting the marxist left one hour at a time on the wendy bell radio program
1: Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to have you as we share our view, our slice of common sense conservatism. I think you're going to find it very uh, digestible. We are flavorful, easy to swallow, and it just makes you feel good, right? Because it is the truth. And the truth is we have a Congress of Suck. No question. I cannot wait to get into the nitty gritty of some of the stuff that happened. Both House oversight and this continued push to try to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas and all of the impotence, all of the fecklessness, all of the pretenders who who act like they are there to serve us and instead are not. We're going to go there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank goodness we've averted a government shutdown and we've kicked that can down the road and agreed to another continuing resolution because that makes sense. That's Mike Johnson's second. It sounds like it's time to vacate the chair again. Let's get there after we get to the most important part of every single thing we do. And it begins like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, I think I really began to be awakened to the whole wussification of the United States. This whole watering down of masculinity, this softening of everybody where everybody's just a giant wimp. It was about 10 years ago, and my husband was in the market for a new car. And one of the things that he and I both love is driving a stick shift. Do you guys know how freaking hard it is to find a manual transmission car anymore? Well, we've got the paddle shifters. Pushing a button with my thumb is not the same as using a clutch and putting it up or down, right? It's a whole different ball game. I challenge you to find a car anymore that comes in manual transmission. Why? Well, it's just so much easier. Oh, it's, a, it's safer. Oh, people don't really like it anymore. No, it's called laziness, right? And it's just one small example of the changing of our lives under the guise of making everything easier, making everything safer. Our school was canceled last night at 5 o'clock in the evening for today. All right. I can tell you my kids have been in school this week. One day. Look, there are a lot of reasons why school gets canceled when it has to do with weather. If you're in a parochial school, which we are, you're connected to the public schools because all of the busing is connected. So when the public school says, oh, no, they're saying that we're going to get a lot of snow. Every other school in the area has to follow suit. Well, I'm looking outside and we might get a lot of snow, but it ain't there. And yet my kids are sleeping and will probably still be when I get home from doing the show today. I'm going to jump off of that whole idea and use this notion of, oh, my gosh. In Congress last night, what did we have? We had a vote. Oh, my gosh, there's going to be a government shutdown. We've got to hurry up. Hurry up. And so Mike Johnson, for the second time since he assumed the gavel, voted for and pushed along a continuing resolution, which does absolutely nothing to fund the freaking border. And so what I'm left with, and Guy Reschenthaler, Mike Kelly, the people in my district who voted for this, you suck. Oh, we needed to do it. It was going to be a snowstorm, right? Why did they do this quickly? It's almost like we've known for months and months and months that this date was coming. It's like Christmas, or an anniversary, or even Valentine's Day. Oh, I forgot. Really? It doesn't pop out of a box at you and say, surprise, there was going to be snow. And nobody in D.C. wanted to get stuck in the beltway. I mean, only when they're having orgies and doing coke does that matter, right? We wanted to get out of town for the weekend. Let's quickly pass this measure of suck, which kicks the can down the road, does absolutely zero for the border, and call it a day. All right. And we're done. Chip Roy losing his collective mind. Well, but first of all, before we get there, we do have an overlay. I want to put this up. 107 House Republicans voted with all the Democrats to make this thing a go. We have 106 Republicans who are worth keeping, 107 who are not. Now, if you're watching on the live stream and you can blow up this 107 Republicans voting yes on that continuing resolution, there it is for you. You can go back in the video and you can blow it up. Meantime, Chip Roy, who is representing a district in Texas where fentanyl overdoses are crippling and the border is wide open and people are getting their land trampled and everything invaded by millions of people. But the Biden administration said, come on over. MS-13, come on over. Mentally insane, totally fantastic. You, rapist, great. Come on in. Is that everybody? No. A lot of them, maybe. It's just a couple too many. Yeah. Chip Roy, audio soundbite, number one. Another great job, colleagues of mine.
0: Go. The American people are tired of getting a complete lack of representation from their representatives. Nobody in this country looks at Congress and says, wow, heck of a job, guys and gals. Well done. Who would do that? Would we do that? By the way, it does not matter who's sitting in the speaker's seat or who's got the majority. We keep doing the same stupid stuff.
1: Boom. We keep doing the same stupid stuff. It does not change until we force a change. You know, there are way too many pretenders, way, way, way too many imposters in Congress. Too many little kids playing dress up, except the kids in Congress apparently do enjoy all the, the orgies and the drugs which we've heard about, right? Well, they've gotten themselves blackmailed apparently. They find themselves in a little bit of a pickle. And now the swamp is calling to collect on the bribe. They got him into office. Now it's time to be paid back. Look, we'll give you this wonderful job. We'll allow you to win. We'll even help you win, right? But when you get here, do know that you've got a price. And if you want to stay here and you like where you are because you can do all the other stuff that gets you rich, you got to do what we say kind of feels as an outsider, like that's what's going on here. Audio soundbite number two, Chip Roy. He starts getting heckled by the Democrats for speaking the truth. And by the way, we've watched and listened to Chip Roy lose his mind. He is being exceedingly calm here because I'm sure he'd like to fly over the aisle. Listen to this.
0: My colleagues on the other side of the aisle have no problem with wide open borders, endangering the people that I represent, none. And in my constituents are the ones left holding the bag and the people of Texas are the ones left spending 12 and dollars. And my people are the ones who have six kids die from fentanyl poisoning in the school district that I represent. Yeah. It's not fun to smirk at that. Is it when we're talking about dead children from fentanyl poisoning because of wide open borders, because of the policies of my Democrat colleagues who refuse to do anything about it, not a thing. Not a thing do my colleagues do about the wide-open borders. And I will continue to speak to my colleagues because— The House will be in order. The gentleman will address his comments to the chair. Well, Madam Speaker, I am addressing my comments to the chair. The House will be in order.
1: Children—
0: I'm addressing the chair on behalf of the people that I represent who are dying in Texas because of Democrats. Directly because of Democrat policies. Boom. And they can shake their heads all they want, but the blood of the people in Texas are on their hands.
1: You know, it's so funny, these people who promise, they say that they're going to keep us safe. Oh, they're so worried about us. We got to put in all these, all these new roundabouts and bike lanes and cones and speed humps because it's dangerous out there on the road. And we've got to put all of these special precautions on all these things, all these rules and regulations to make people jump through so your life is slow and inconvenient and expensive. But anybody who wants to come across the border, they will fly on an airplane, whose seats you pay for, and send these people all over hither and yon without knowing who they are. Photo ID for you? Mandatory. Photo ID for anybody else coming across who shouldn't? Eh, just get on board. It's okay. How dare you try to pretend that you're here to protect us, Congress? You have failed us again and again and again and again. And Speaker Mike Johnson, sorry, dude. Sorry, but you're done in my book. A hundred and seven House Republicans is one or more in your neighborhood. I'm going to go with probably. Now, it's not enough to just talk about it. Times such as these require action. And so if one of these losers is in your community, it is time to rise up and find someone to replace them and to get an entire movement behind them. That is what today is going to be about, ladies and gentlemen. So what if the government does shut down? Does it matter? What do you lose? What happens? What's the big oh, no, we're going to go there. You tell me when we go over what would happen if the government shut down. You tell me if your life would be better or worse with them totally snowed into D.C. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So it's always an excuse, right? Waiting until the last minute to do something and then having an excuse baked into why. Once... And eh, you could probably get away with it. Twice, you're skating on thin ice. We're like at time 7,000 with Congress. Yeah, I know we've got, we got an X amount of days to get this done. But see, we're used to going up until the last minute, until the last strike of the, of the secondhand. Bing! Government shutdown. Oh no! We have to act now. Can't let that happen. Why? Who cares? These clowns keep getting paid. Right? Oh, well, think about so-and-so. There's always a victim. There's always a sob story about, they won't get such-and-such. Really? Is that really... The wussification of America now. Oh, no, what could happen? Well, so we started doing a, a little dig into this. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Yes, there is such a thing. And it's good reading. Amazing. You get more out of this than you do Congress. So if a government shutdown happens... What really goes down for us? Well, what really happens? Do we lose postal service? Oh, no, I won't get some of my bills. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, what happens? The, the wonderful, safe and secure and highly well taken care of post office in your neighborhood. Isn't it like a total like dead zone? That's what mine looks like. Love the people, but it's like the worst building ever. It's federal government, Right. What happens? Each federal agency develop its own shutdown plan, according to guidelines released in previous shutdowns coordinated by the Office of Management and Budget, blah, 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 blah. Although many programs are exempt from a public shutdown uh, or a government shutdown, the public is still likely to feel the impact in several ways. So in a full shutdown, Social Security and Medicare... Well, checks still get sent out, but benefit verification as well as card issuance would cease. Oh no! That's gotta be a deal breaker. I'm sorry, it's not. Environmental and food inspection. Oh, no. The EPA can't go out there and meddle in every single business in the world. They can't go out to, say, I don't know, East Palestine, Ohio, and blow up a hazardous train derailment. Oh, no. However, would we survive without these wizards of genius doing that? Oh, no. They can't go and they can't go fiddle with farmers like Amos Miller. Oh, maybe the Food and Drug Administration, or excuse me, the, um, not just the EPA, but the USDA. Oh, they wouldn't be able to go out there and, and track people down and strong arm them and shut down their businesses. I think I could live with that. Oh, the national parks, right? They try to say this is a big deal. Well, it's winter. I don't know about you, but I'm not doing a lot of national parks. I think we can live without the freaking national parks in order to have an honest conversation about border security. These guys got zero, zero for border security. Air travel. Oh, no. What would happen? Air travel would be strained. Air traffic controllers and TSA agents working without pay travelers would face longer lines well we've got an airline system that's more interested in transgender stuff and and equity and inclusion than they are getting you from point a to point b safely and at a reasonable cost shut it down everything would come to an end no it wouldn't no it wouldn't health and human services oh no guys this might be it the national institutes of health anthony fauci's You know, umbrella organization, the NIH, would be prevented from admitting new patients or processing grant applications. Uh, Anthony Fauci wouldn't be able to hand out the billions in grants that he uses as bribe money to different researchers to get them to all get in line with his narrative so he can continue being a monster. However, would we live with that? (gasps) This is it. The IRS would be severely handicapped by a government shutdown, ladies and gentlemen. As a result of funds provided in the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, look at this. Essential IRS operations would continue. And roughly a third of the IRS's 90,000 employees would be exempt from furlough. Wait a minute. They'd still be able to come after you and collect their taxes? Yes, they would. Why ever would we flirt with a government shutdown? And then they bring up SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program that a lot of low-income families rely on. Well, you've got to get that money to That This doesn't get impacted by a shutdown, ladies and gentlemen. The money is there. The services are there. What you don't have is maybe a bunch of bureaucrats who suck pretending that they're doing something that's beneficial for you, all the while probably getting rich off of it and doing exactly the opposite. Shut it down. Shut it down. Find out how quickly the states can live without a federal government overreach in everything that they do. So what happens next, my friends? Are we all supposed to play nice and pretend that we've got a a government that works for us? Because we don't. We already know the Democrats cannot be saved. But half of our party is done, too. 107 House Republicans voted in favor of doing the very thing that we, the people, have said in no uncertain terms is unacceptable. And they did it anyway and these clowns will walk around with the flag lapel pin look at me i represent the people i love this country i'll screw it at any at any cost but i love it what does that cost at the border friends well you're going to hear from a mom who testified yesterday right after this vote we're going to hear from this mom as she absolutely eviscerates Representative Dan Goldman and Alejandro Mayorkas with one shot. Don't miss it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Hey! Uh-huh. All right. So I found this. Uh, I found this headline, and I found it kind of interesting. We're going to get into the House Oversight, you know, and the thing that I find very heartwarming, and I do encourage you. Find that list. Brock, maybe we can even see if we can put it on our locals tab on our uh, on our feed here. Find that list. Find the 107 House Republicans who decided to go with the Democrats and sign up to the Pelosi Schumer plan of garbage that does nothing ever. It is a it is a middle finger to each of us. You're going to keep paying and you're going to sit down and you're going to shut up. And oh, by the way, we're going to unleash some new disease X on you soon. So you better start stockpiling. Get ready. It's coming. It's not a question of of if, it's when. How about this headline from the Gazette? Gazette Gazette.com. I don't know what Gazette, but it's the Gazette. (laughs) Here's your headline. Witness called to testify about border hasn't been to the border. Really? Really? These are the people who are going to testify before Congress about all the things going on, except nobody's actually taking the time to go see. Really, this is the problem we have in Congress. We have people who sit in offices. Who've never gone out. On a field trip. Who don't know what it's like to work. Some of them are actually farmers. Some of them come from blue collar, hardworking jobs. Some of them do know how to work. A lot of them never have. But they're going to tell you how to do your job. They're going to tell you they know better than you. They're going to tell you the issue at the border is not their fault. I don't know what you're talking about. They're going to try to tell you that Joe Biden isn't demented. They're going to try to tell you that you can believe Tony Fauci. That Bill Gates isn't a monster. They're going to tell you all these things. You're You're just wrong. Don't you know? But when people want to tell me about something they've never gone to experience they need to sit down so yesterday was a hearing about Mayorkas impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas one could argue about the benefits or the waste of time they're in but all of the people coming out of the woodwork to share their stories about how they have been negatively impacted by Barack Obama signing on to the Global Compact on Migration because he's the puppeteer calling the shots. Joe Biden's eating ice cream. Jill's getting all excited about it. She's Dr. Jill in the White House, right? Meanwhile, there is a mom in Arizona who is one of tens of thousands. The number number of people who have died as a result of a government that is corrupt, that has sold out, that does not care about the people and is trying to destroy the greatest place on planet Earth is breathtaking. One woman, her name is Josephine Dunn. Josephine Dunn has a daughter, had a daughter. In fact, yesterday was Ashley Dunn's 29th birthday, but she died more than two and a half years ago from fentanyl. And she sat before the House Oversight Committee that is interviewing people and sharing information ultimately to lead to the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. But why would we, considering House Republicans didn't do it last time? You need to hear this. Because the collateral damage is easy to slough off when you've never been to the border. It's easy to overlook until it comes to your door with that knock that she got. So I want you to hear Josephine Dunn speaking about the real weapon of mass destruction in this country. Go.
2: My daughter Ashley has left this earth 967 days ago. Today would have been her 29th birthday. In my humble opinion, Mr. Mayorkas's border policy is partially responsible for my daughter's death. His wide open border policy allows massive quantities of poisonous fentanyl into our country. Arizona is the fentanyl superhighway into the United States. I personally feel Mr. Mayorkas is responsible for opening that border to allow more than 10 million illegal border crossings since February of 2021, which supports most of the illegal fentanyl into this country. This weapon of mass destruction has killed over 100,000 Americans on our soil for two years in a row under secretary mayorkas's leadership or lack thereof fentanyl is an invasion the weapon of mass destruction has caused unimaginable numbers of deaths unmeasurable damage to our country's family families including my own my family is broken my heart is broken and he couldn't even be here to face me today
1: and Congress couldn't couldn't muster the votes to do what was necessary. The men and women masquerading as public servants who are nothing more than in, inept and sad. Now, to her right is a woman who also speaks. We don't have her audio particularly now. But her story is just as horrific because her daughter was raped by an illegal who should never have been in this country, who then killed her. And Alejandro Mayorkas was just too busy to be a part of this, to hear about the collateral damage. Josephine Dunn continues, and she's speaking with Representative Mike McCall she apparently believed that she was going to be able to address the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. And she flew halfway around the country to do it. Listen. He took an oath to defend
2: and protect the Constitution and the American people, air, land, and sea, from enemies, foreign and domestic. Ms. Dunn, do you believe he violated that oath? Yes, sir. I flew from Arizona to meet him and face him and ask him why. And he's not here today. I did not know that until after I landed yesterday. And he doesn't have the decency to even show up
0: and talk to you personally.
2: Today is my daughter's birthday. I would have much rather been home with my poor husband grieving her. I didn't need to be here today. So whatever he's doing, I hope it's more important than that. Let me say I'm sorry. Thank you. Because apparently the secretary doesn't care to show up and say that to you.
1: Representative Dan Goldman, who's one of the hacks who carries the Democrats water and he's on it now. This is a delicate game, Dan. I don't know if you want to go up against a mom who buried her daughter 960 odd days ago. I'm not sure she's who you want to go on here on her 29th birthday. Not sure this is your fight, sir. Pretty sure he learned his lesson after this. Go.
0: I assume, Ms. Dunn, you you would agree, would you not, that it would help to stop the fentanyl trade and fentanyl trafficking from coming into this country if we had more law enforcement officers at the border and more resources and technology to stop the fentanyl from coming in. Do you agree with that?
2: I disagree with that, because Border Patrol is now being used to make sandwiches and to screen people and let them into our country.
0: Okay, well, so... <laughs> so it, I disagree it, with you. So you're you're saying that the... You're, so you're saying that uh, you're upset because the Border Patrol is not doing... Uh, is making sandwiches, I think you said, so you don't think it would be helpful to have more Border Patrol officers who are charged with stopping the... Fentanyl trade?
2: I would like the Border Patrol to be able to do the job that they were hired to do. Boom. Well, one way, Every Border one way, Patrol sorry. officer well, that I have spoken to has told me that their hands are tied by this administration and Mr. Mayorkas. I've been well, to the border, sir. Have you? The, ha- have you? I, I'm, excuse me. I'm asking the I, question. I'm just wondering. And the-
1: he hasn't. And she's absolutely right. Just like the hack who testified on behalf of the Democrats. A, a, an expert on border security. Who hasn't been to the freaking border? Hey, Dan. Read the room, dude. Not your time to try to score a point. Not your time, sir. And she finishes with this. A very, very simple suggestion. It just makes so much common sense. Go
2: but I don't think that members in this room and other rooms at the Capitol understand that we are actually at war. And we're at war with the cartels. We're we're losing our children. We're losing a generation of children. We're at war. We need our military at the border. That's what we need. We don't need more border patrol. We need our military at the border stopping the drugs, stopping people from coming in. They can't come in. We're full. We're closed. That's it. No more money. No more. No more sandwiches. It's closed. I'm sorry. Come through the proper channels. I am a first-generation American. My parents both migrated here. Guess what? They did it legally.
1: It's just not complicated. Truth is not complicated. Truth doesn't need glossy pictures. It doesn't need talking points or cheat sheets or cue cards or binders. Truth doesn't need elaborate explanations and alternate realities and lies. It doesn't require aliases or pseudonyms or ghost phones or people running interference. The truth is the truth. And when you are a victim of the truth and the government who made that truth possible hides behind lies, I give these people credit. To, to fly to Washington, D.C., to have Dan Goldman act like that kind of an imbecile to her? Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, what are we doing? So the cost of this illegal immigration, it's, of course, meant to cripple the system, to overload the, the welfare system. And Denver, the hospital system there, you want to know what the cost is? In healthcare alone, let's focus on one city. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Yeah, how about this headline from the Gateway Pundit? What do you do with all these people who come across the border, and they need medical help, right? They need education, they need housing, they need jobs, they need all this stuff. Why, why do you have to pay for it? Denver hospital in financial crisis. Who could have seen this coming? Surge of illegals contributes to 130 million. In uncompensated care. Nobody's going to eat the cost of this, friends. It's going to get spilled over. It's going to be spread out. Thank God you've got such great care with Obamacare, right? You got to keep your your insurance and your doctor, and you didn't get that uptick in all the other charges? Right, right. Coming to a hospital near you, Joe Biden's border crisis and the unchecked flow of illegals have plunged Denver's main public hospital. Into economic turmoil. While the hospital system does not ask about or track patients' immigration status, according to the Denver Gazette, in 2022, Denver Health saw 125 million, $125 million in uncompensated care. Last year, it ballooned to $135 million. In 2020, the price of uncompensated care stood at 60 million. It's amazing this dramatic rise in the cost of uncompensated medical care coincides with this weird flood of thirty seven thousand five hundred seventy one immigrants into the city. But you know what? That's probably racist and discriminatory of me to say. So my apologies. Not this. This whole idea of people who have no idea what they're talking about thinking that they do reminds me of my time as a local journalist in the southwestern region of the land before time you guys remember the Q Creek mine disaster I do it was shortly after 9-11 and America needed a victory and we had nine miners trapped in Somerset County Pennsylvania about an hour plus from where I'm talking now and I was dispatched to go cover it And I happened to be there on the 24-hour stint at the end of a 77-hour, you know, trapped hundreds of feet below the ground, running out of air. Oh, my gosh, how are we going to find them? Miracle after miracle, it was life-changing for me. And when we got word that they had hit the pipe drilling down air to these men, saving their lives and protecting them in in a bubble of warmth, when we heard that there were nine clinks back on that pipe to rescuers on the surface and that information was relayed to me on live television out in the field i literally jumped up and went yes and and literal, and started to cry and i had a guy a hack reporter for the local newspaper who who missed the forest through the trees. Decided to write a little opinion piece on how unprofessional it was for me to show emotion and celebrate I was supposed to be distant and cold, objective. My friends, when people's lives are saved, when the one in a million story, when everybody should be dead, ends up being the exact opposite and you get to be there. When the yellow rescue capsule brings each man cold and wet and filthy. After three days, men who had roped themselves together so that when the water that was rushing in was ultimately going to drown them, their bodies would all be found together. Men. whose last act was to write letters to the women and the children that they thought they were going to leave behind. When you get to be on the other side of that with news that they are alive, what would you do? how dare that reporter who was writing from his little cubicle at his downtown office building. She shouldn't have celebrated. This is very similar to people masquerading in Congress and pretending to be our protectors. The people who are listening to our voices who can read the room, who can see what's going on and who live up to their campaign promises to do the job we need to have done. It's like this person talking about the border. Haven't been at the border. Might want to go to the border if you want to talk about the border. There's too much of this going on. We have too many people who long ago forgot how to be brave, how to tell the truth, how to stand up in the spotlight, how to not care about what other people think. Because North is still North. Because the compass never breaks. Because right is supposed to triumph over wrong. And victory versus defeat isn't negotiable. But we have a lot of Freedy Cat wusses out there who pretend, who dress the part, puff up their chests, talk a good game. But if you saw them in the alley, would run for their lives, probably stumbling upon a pipe bomb. This is the state of our governance. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is my role, to try to share with you what I see As a mom, it is not complicated. Coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, I think we need to talk about this. Everybody has a price, apparently. If you can be purchased, if your virtue, if your morality, if your decency and honesty can be compromised with a dollar figure, E. Jean Carroll's is apparently $12.1 million. This case has gotten to be such a clown show. And you've got to hear what Donald Trump is up against. In this liberal world of total madness, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.